Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Southside Agenda podcast with Charlie and Zidane. I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode. It is currently 12.06 Sunday, March 27th. Lots of March Madness coming up today. I That's only two games, but going to be really, really good two games. But Zidane, what do we got planned for today? Obviously, Charlie, it's March Madness, but it's also spring training. We're kind of in the midway point, inching closer to opening day. We're going to talk about some standouts. You know, who's playing well, who's surprising us usual stuff, and then maybe a new pitching device. MLB's proposed to the Players Association about it. We're going to talk about it. It's an interesting thing. Then, obviously, we got to talk about the White Sox, if they're making any moves, which they're not, and what's the problem with them not making any moves. Then, finally, Charlie, you'll be doing the Wordle for today, which, if you don't know, it's like Wordle, but it's for MLB players, and it gives you, like, the division, position, batting, uh, hand, that type of stuff. Should be fun. Should be a quick episode. All right. First standout, Zidane. None other than Eloy Jimenez. Multiple extra base hits so far. Just some stats. He's hitting 385 with five RBIs. But Zidane, he's changed his stance a little bit. Tell me about what's different. What's the difference between last year and this year? And even though he he kind of looks kind of fat, to be honest with you, like to, to not even be nice about it, he looks like he's gained some weight, but he's hitting better. Uh, but Zidane, what what do you think has changed in uh, his stance? I mean, Charlie, it's just less of the leg kick, really. You know, usually Eloy's stance, it's a large leg kick that leads into that swing. It's not that much anymore. It's kind of more balanced, more sturdy, instead of just one large leg kick. Almost completely removed it. And, I mean, it's worked well for him so far. He said, well, but I think it's almost, it might be a result of him gaining some weight that he feels that now he doesn't really need that leg kick to gain that power. I don't know. We'll see how it works out in the regular season. Charlie, yeah. what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I like it. I just don't know how his offseason, whatever he did, will affect his play in the outfield if he is there. So I don't really know if uh, his gaining of his uh, gaining of weight will hurt him in left field. But we don't know what's happening in the outfield for us. There's been no moves. We'll talk about that. But Zidane, we were hanging out yesterday, and we saw Garrett Crochet pitch that one inning. What did you notice? Charlie, he had great control. Obviously, he always has great movement on those breaking pitches. Fastball is always going to be electric. But he had great control. He controlled that strike zone, struck out two players, including Otani. We basically completely embarrassed. I think it was a three-pitch at bat, even just great pitching. Had that perfect slider fastball combination that you love when you see Garrett Crochet. Charlie, if you can have that control of the strike zone like he had now, obviously spring training, you don't take too much into account. It's kind of just like a preseason, get the players ready up. But, hey, any improvement, it's fun to see. If you can carry that in the regular season, we love it. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the guys that if he's on, you know you know his ceiling, and it's it's pretty high. We saw it in the 60, what, 62 game season. 62, right? Yeah. 62 game season. He pitched what, like, it was like the last week of the year, last week and a half. He had that, uh, he had the, that game versus the Reds, and you could really see it. Like, he was painting the corners. He was throwing 101 100 consistently. And then he dropped the velocity last year. He dropped the control last year. And then he kind of picked it up a little bit at the end, but he didn't really do well with runners on. So now I guess it's just about, getting that much better, getting your control back, and 
I mean, that that slider and fastball combo versus Otani was pretty nasty. Slider, I mean, that's a lefty-lefty matchup. It's going to be hard for Otani anyway, but if if Crochet can get those lefty-lefty matchups and sit those batters down, then obviously it makes it that much easier. Slider away, and then fastball right inside on his hands. Otani just completely... He, he has a weird swing. He has a swing where he can get to those pitches because his hand is like... I swear, it's right by his ears. So... It's the swing is going to be quick if it's a high fastball. We saw that last year with Dylan Cease in the second game of the year, I believe, uh, at Angel Stadium when Otani just completely took him deep to uh, to right field um, on a high fastball. So yeah, I mean Otani has his hands high up so he can get to those high fastballs, but Crochet placed it pretty much on the inside corner and it was what 99 miles an hour. Otani could not catch up to that, but yeah, no, I think it looks good for Crochet. Um, also, Andrew Vaughn hitting 500. Couple extra base hits. I know he had a home run or two early on in spring training. He looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he, you forget like these guys are all young. They're all young and they have not reached their potential yet. None of them have reached their potential. Dylan Cease, nope. Robert, no. We're hoping for an MVP like year this year. Um, obviously, Vaughn, you know, Vaughn, a future first baseman for us. So we got to get him going somehow. And he, he played well last year. You know, it's about keeping the power, and um, he looks like he can play anywhere in the outfield. He can play second base, so we're going to need that Chris Taylor-like versatility for him this year. Zidane, what have you noticed about Vaughn? Any, anybody else? Uh, any non-standouts? Uh, well, Charlie, we'll get to that later, but just Andrew Vaughn, I mean, it almost seems like he gets forgotten about sometimes by White Sox fans. You're talking about, like, the best – first base prospect in all of baseball for like last year, years before he's a stud. He's a great hitter. Obviously didn't have the most amazing season last year, but he showed that potential. He showed streaks of being a polished veteran hitter. And I think he can easily develop in that. I think you're watching it just be interesting to see where he gets his playing time. Cause obviously first base, he's not going to get it. DH, I'm guessing at some point, but he might even have to share a platoon. It'll just be interesting to see for the White Sox in the coming years, really, not even just this year, where Andrew Vaughn gets his playing time. Does he platoon with somebody? Does he get everyday time? We'll see. But uh, I think non-standouts, Charlie, I just really have one player. And, I mean, it's Vince Velasquez, you know, an off-season addition. You know, we paid $3 million, gave him a major league contract, and uh, he hasn't played like a major league player. I mean, it's just – he's just been bad. There's no other way to say it. He's been bad in spring training. Do – I think it will carry into the regular season. Not because of the spring training, but because of the previous record probably. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't, like, hate the signing when they made it, but then I heard, oh, it's $3 million. Oh, it's major league. That's interesting. For a guy who had like a six ERA last year, but again, I don't know. Five earned runs yesterday, four mm-hmm. on four hits, three walks. Uh, Hendricks didn't pitch well, but I'm not worried about Liam Hendricks. I, I, the only reason we're worried about Vince Velasquez is because he's been consistently bad. Liam Hendricks, obviously, the opposite of that. So I, I'm not really worried about Liam. But you know, it would be nice if Liam doesn't have that many uh, blow ups in the ninth inning this uh next year but see i'm thinking dallas keigel not too good as well but he's he's starting today um who are we playing again we're playing the dodgers 
It's going to be Andrew Heaney versus Dallas Keuchel. Two kind of uh, meme pitchers. Andrew Heaney with an amazing 19 ERA this spring. Love to see it. Two strikeouts, 19 ERA on two innings pitched. But I don't know if, yeah, the lineup hasn't came out yet for the Dodgers game today at 3.05. I will tell you right now, I'll be I'll be paying a little attention to that game because St. Peter's is playing and they're playing with playing, they're playing UNC. Yeah, that's going to be a great game. But anyway, this is kind of an interesting topic. Players are using a new device, pitchers and catchers, usually, mostly to communicate. It's called PitchCom. Basically what it does, it eliminates the catchers giving signs to pitchers. So you're not going to, if this is being used, which it, it's not being used league-wide yet, but some players are using it in spring training, you will see less of the hand movements from the catcher, you know, giving the pitcher signs. The catcher has a device on his wrist. He can select a pitch, and it goes to the pitcher. They have a receiver in their hat that tells them what pitch the catcher told them to throw. And basically, it's just used to, you know, increase the pace of play. You know, not the catcher sitting there for 10 hours and giving 18 signs. It's just one sign. And it's said to, you know, eliminate sign stealing. You know, if there's a runner on second base, they can see the catcher signs. So, that's yeah, interesting. Mike Zanino used it, and he said he was very intrigued by it. Um, hopefully, uh, that's used more, because I think that's pretty cool, and it just shows the world advancing on technology but Zidane what do you think about that I mean it's just I think it'll be interesting to see how it'll be implemented like one question I have the batter can't he easily just you know look down and see what the catcher is selecting I don't know second what happens if the pitcher shakes off that pitch if like he catcher sends oh throw a slider and he's like no so they just do it again i don't know i find i like i like the idea it makes sense i mean and you could easily just send a sign but i don't know how it'll work and then also i don't know if players will be willing to change because a lot of them just get stuck in that kind of they're creatures of habit yeah that habit that uh Craig Kimball. Yeah. They just they're just used to okay, let me see the signs. And it'd be weird. They'd have to adjust, but I think it's a good idea. And I think they'll probably imp- implement it in like the minor leagues and we'll see. But it sounds like a pretty good idea. Just based off of, yeah. Time for the wardle. Now this game Basically, like Wordle, it's a, it's more complicated, but I'll explain it. Zidane already played it today. Uh, I did not. But for next episode, we I will communicate with Zidane to not play it so we can both do it together, not verse each other, just to playing it together because that would just be too hard. So basically, there's different columns when you guess a player. There's the name, which obviously will light up green if you guess the actual player. There's the team, which will obviously be green if you if you guess the team. And then the league division is the most important part of this game. If that, obviously, you can have a yellow, which means right letter, wrong place in the actual Wordle game. But this has two different meanings. If the league, so if it's like, so if I guess Tim Anderson, obviously, he's in the AL Central. And if it lit up yellow, that means he's, he's either in the AL, wrong division, or he's in the National League, 
but he's in the right division. So he could, if I if it was yellow, he could either be in the AL West or AL East, or he could be in the NL Central. Um, I'm, if I guess the Anderson and AL Central was lit up yellow, and then everything else is just he bats, throws, that simple country, and then age. If that's yellow, that means you're within two, so it could be two above the actual age or two below, and the position is position. So. I know, I know Zidane knows what it is. If He says it's not insanely hard, but I'm not good at this. I don't remember lots of lots of uh, smaller players. Um, but speaking of Tim Anderson, that'll be my first guess. Okay, so he is in the AL Central, and he is in the U.S., but he's not a shortstop. Hmm. Trying to think of... Okay. This could be many, and it could also be pitchers too, which is the hard thing. But It's like bullpen. That's not really that easy. Um... But he's not in the White Sox. Got Twins. You got Royals. You got Tigers. Hmm. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess Casey Mize. And it is. It is a Detroit player. He's not a starting pitcher. Okay, Zidane. I'm liking this. I'm liking this. Zidane might have to give me hints. But okay, this is interesting. Now, a position player on the Tigers. Hmm. I'm going to guess Eric Haas. It's not Eric Haas. Hmm. You said this wasn't that hard? It's not that hard. You you know this player. Okay. Man, they're out. I, it's hard to, like, go through their team. Um, sometimes I just blank, though. I hope it's not a relief pitcher. That would be very boring. Go through their lineup. Get catcher Eric Haas sometimes. First base. I mean, who's at first base? Well, Tor- Torkelson is he a is he a first baseman or is he a catcher? No, is he a short, is he a shortstop third baseman? I think he they're playing him at third base. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting him mixed with another player. Um, bro, there's one guy that had an MLB the show card last year, and I'm forgetting his name. I'm forgetting his name. Who is it? Oh, uh, Candelario. Okay, it's not Candelario. He's a third baseman. Man, this is hard. And you also have eight guesses. It's not, uh, what is it, six, like in the regular world? Yeah. Is it, yeah. Um, okay. Man. I'm trying to think. This might be boring for the listeners to, but I don't know, they can play along. Um, okay. It's not Candelario. Um, hmm. I wish they're in the NBA version of this game. There's a silhouette. So you can like see the player's face. That's like grayed out. So like you can see their hair and like their face kind of, that would be, that would be nice. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not too educated on Tiger's players but you know i know him and i probably and i probably do i like can't go through their team as well as you did on second base mm-hmm. you might need to give me a hint here okay don't make it too easy though mm-hmm. you gotta you've eliminated some possibilities mm-hmm. so like look through what can't be there mm-hmm 
It's not a starting pitcher. It's not a catcher. It's not a shortstop. It's not a third baseman. Could be a first baseman. Okay. Um, I guess Miguel Cabrera is not Miguel Cabrera. Hmm. That's a good guess. Because I, I was guessing, I was looking at first base. They haven't listed as a DH. So it's nowhere in the infield. No, it's, he could be second base. Um, it's not. It can't be Baez because it's. Uh, you have to have played a game with the Tigers. Um. Hmm. Who's their second baseman? I don't know their second baseman. I'm gonna move to the outfield. Okay. Okay. Now this is now. Okay. Um. What's his face? He's had a good spring. What's his name? Um, I'm gonna. This is really gonna. This is so annoying. If you, t I see that I'm smiling. This is annoying. Oh my god. He has like a oh Akil Badu. I'm gonna guess Akil Badu. I don't know. Akil. It is Akil Badu. There we go. Okay. That's been that's probably been my best game in the past couple of days. It was David Fletcher yesterday. I didn't even guess it. I was kind of clueless. Uh, um, that was one, two, three, four, five, six guesses. Okay, that's solid. But if you guys want to play, obviously, if you're listening to this today, you cannot play the word the Wardle. It's W A R D L E for the stat war wins above replacement. We covered that in advanced stats a few months a few months back. Uh, yeah, that's a fun game. When next 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 podcast will do it together um try to think anything else any news around the league that we can cover we don't have much um much to cover but let's look at the white Sox schedule when opening day does start so opening day is it's not april 1st it is it is april 8th it's not a friday oh what it's a 12 o'clock start on a friday Oh, yeah. That's so annoying. We're going to be in school. For White Sox opening day, we're going to be at school. Zan, do you know if that uh, streaming website still works? MLB66.ir? I think it should. Okay. That's that's the streaming service we used at school uh, to watch the games. I know I used it last year. Um, okay. They're all 12 o'clock starts. There's the Friday game, Saturday, and the Sunday game versus the Tigers. I'm so hyped to do series previews and keys to the series. That's going to be fun. Then Seattle comes here. I think I might be going to one of those games. I'm not sure, but um, I want to go. I, I, I actually I don't know, but I want to. I definitely want to go to um one of those games. That is just such a fun series. Seattle's going to be so good this year. Then we got the Rays. We got the Guardians. Then I have to get used to that logo. Twins, Royals, Angels. Okay, we don't have that bad of a start. But, yeah, no, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. But, Zidane, we haven't made any moves. We forgot about that segment. We can we can start that right now. Where are the moves? Charlie, it's it's an interesting thing because, one, let's, let's just start with off Michael Conforto. Honestly, I think the longer it goes out, it's on might be better for the White Sox because at least either people don't want to give Conforto the money he wants. That's most likely what happens when player, players are like, 
out here in free agency. He's a talented player, and he's out here with not many other talented players. Like, he's one of the top – he's probably the top free agent left. So, if anything, his price is going to go a little bit down, hopefully, into where the Wentz Sox are willing to offer him. But, I mean, now that it's at this point, it's like nearly opening day. You're like two weeks away. He hasn't signed. This is probably better for the White Sox. Why? Because, one, price goes down, as I said. Two, there probably are less teams offering. It's gonna His, his list is going to keep shortening, hopefully. White Sox, you won't have that many competitors, apparently. They should be able to sign him. And then, I mean, Shamanai is an interesting one. You know, White Sox are still on him, which is a good sign. They're still looking into him. They're still wanting to trade for him. It just seems that the A's are the problem, really, where they might try to keep them until maybe the trade deadline. We don't know, but I'm just saying we should sign Michael Conforto. He's in the price range. He's still out there. He's probably going to be cheaper than he would have been like before the lockout. All signs point to the White Sox being able and should sign him. Yeah, I mean, if we haven't made many moves in the past however many days, I think Conforto is probably the most likely signing. Obviously, there's no really big signings left to go to go and get, even though we would not we would never make any of those signings anyway. Um, yeah, I'm thinking like, what if we signed Solaire? But Solaire signed for a little bit of money. That was what was that? Four years, forty something. So was three years, thirty six. Oh, three years, thirty six. Okay, that's interesting contract. But yeah, I mean. He's streaky though. He could easily just flop. And uh, is it? Are they called the Miami Marlins? Is it, oh yeah, it's Miami Marlins now. It's not Florida Marlins. I get it mixed up. Is it Miami? What, what are they even called? It's definitely Miami. Yeah. It's been Miami for a yeah. while. Yeah. So I, I'm sorry, John. I don't think about the Marlins too much. Uh, no one I, does really. Yeah, I'm sorry if you're a Marlins fan. I do like some of the guys on your team. Sandy Alcantara is pretty cool. Um, Jazz. Yeah, jazz. Did you see if you guys saw his glove? He has what was it? It was like an ice cream cone inspired yep. baseball glove. It was like sprinkles on it. He's so weird, but he's so fun. I, I love that guy. But yeah, I mean, just we're sitting here waiting for some signings. That's how I would sum up the spring. But at least we got March Madness to go and worry about. Um, now that Purdue is out, I'm happy being that we are both Indiana fans. Um, yeah. UNC St. Peter's is going to be a very good game. Got Armando Baycott on UNC, Doug Eater on St. Peter's, and then the other game is actually is at the UC. It's kicking off. It's actually like right now, or is that is that one? One. Yeah, it is a it's a one five. One five. One thirty start. Okay. Kansas Miami. I'm not very interested in that game. I think I don't know, but Miami is good though. Miami is good. They. I was at. I was actually at uh the two March Madness games the other day. At the United Center, I saw Iowa State, Miami, and Kansas Providence. Pretty good atmosphere, solid. Um, but, yeah, you know, we are a baseball podcast, not a college basketball podcast, even though I would like to have a college basketball podcast. That would be fun. But um, I think that'll do it. Um, as always, follow the Twitter. Obviously, more active as the season goes on. TikTok, we already posted clips from last episode, so get on that at Southside Agenda. I think that'll do it. Thank you guys for watching, and uh, we'll see you next week.